militant affection. Okay, and we're live again with militant affection. And I'm not wearing a shirt for all you people who are watching because I'm pretty sure the only one the only reason anyone watches this is because they're beating off to me. So there you go. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened. I've gotten a little bit sick again. I think it was from a gal. I got a little bit of a sore throat. I've been blowing my nose a little bit from this gal. I got a Kleenex box with me. It was on sale. It's ultra soft. It's a designer brand Kleenex. Mark Mooquires. Mark Mooquires. Marky Mooquires. Uh, originally, he had uh, singing cows was his thing. And then he switched to Kleenexes because he's a fuckoot. A fuckoot is what he is. That's Italian for fuckhead. Um, fuckoot. Not wearing a shirt. If you're just listening, you can hear my lack of shirt. Uh, this chair is fake leather and I stick to it and I'm very sweaty. I just made my bed without a fan on. It's a little hot. And making my bed makes me sweat profusely. I am out of shape. Uh, one day I'll be in shape. I call that day the day I die. I'll be in shape. I'll, the shape I will be in is a rectangle because that is the shape of a uh, fucking casket. <laughs> Actually, I hope I'm not fat when I die because like, I want to have an open casket. And I want people to be like, damn, he was hot when he was alive. That's all I really want is when I'm dead. For people to think I was hot when I was alive. If you've been following the episodes, I've quit therapy. My therapist is a fuck cheetah, which is a fuck cheetah in French. And uh, he's been real annoying. I sent him a text that said, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I'm getting out of therapy. Uh, I'll tell you if I want to do it again, but I'm stopping. And he sent me back a text a day, a couple, was it a day later, maybe a day and a half later, saying, he was in upstate New York and he had no service. I don't know where he was, what he was doing. He's probably shoving his cock into his eyeballs. And uh, he didn't he he didn't get the text and he's like, Oh, I'd love to do one more session. Uh, I drink an entire rock star before this. That's an energy drink I enjoy. Uh, and burping is quality audio. Anyhow, we sent a text saying Oh, before you go, we should at least do one more session or at least a phone call. And it's like, somebody needs closure, you fucking therapist. I thought you could handle emotions. And I'm like, I'm not going to do another session and pay you more money, you fuck frut. You know? So, I didn't even text him back. Because fuck him. Leave that open, you know? Leave his heart a little agape. A little agape in his heart. A little gapey gape in his hearty heart. I don't know if I mentioned this, but during the last session, his fucking... Uh, yeah, he had family issues too. I might have talked about this in the other one. I really don't remember what I talk about on these. But let's continue. Let's continue. I am sweaty, shirtless. Somebody's jerking off to me by this point. I'm three minutes and 18 seconds in. It's always good to update people with like, oh, you only got another like 27 minutes before we're done. Less than that. So been blowing my nose i made another chili this week i think i fucked up i burned a bunch of shit in it i tried to put more beans more stuff and i put cinnamon a lot of cinnamon in it i didn't realize that cinnamon is the most fuck and powerful spice of them all and uh and now the whole chili just fucking tastes like cinnamon it's the cinnamon roll of chili and it still tastes fine but it's just overpowered with cinnamon if you ever make something don't use too much cinnamon or you're gonna be cinnamon 
man, and that's not going to be good. If you're Cinnamon Man, then you're going to have to go live in the woods with the Cinnamon people and lick each other's assholes until you die. And that's just how the Cinnamon people live. It's actually not a terrible life. Everyone has a purpose to lick each other Cinnamon person's asshole. There's Uncle Cinny, Daughter Cinny, Brother Cinny, and then Cinny the Bear, which is actually just a bear that's not a Cinnamon person. And he just eats people, but they keep saying he's part of it because people love animals. And they don't realize that animals are fucking more ruthless than humans. Like, if you told a bear he could have, like, a nuclear warhead and, like, he had the intelligence for it, what he'd do is he'd take that nuclear warhead and he'd blow up every salmon in the stream and he'd eat all of them because bears don't give a fuck about your life. They're cute, but they'll, they'll fucking kill you. You know, nature is ruthless. So don't trust the bears unless the Chicago bears are playing. Always bet on the bears. I am in my underwear. I don't. I didn't check this shot. I don't think you can tell what's going on because I just did a little dick grab, a little ball tap uh, under the table, which is nice. Uh, a little ball tap under the table. Uh, ball tap. Is that a type of tap? Anyhow, I was talking about bears being ruthless. Animals are ruthless. They'll just kill each other. I finally watched the movie A Quiet Place. Quick review. It was all right. It was pretty good. It had its intense moments. There was a lot of plot holes. Uh a lot of plot holes like I'd like to fuck every one of its holes because that would take me the rest of my life but you know it had me captivated Uh, a quiet place I'm not even a big movie guy I used to be a big movie guy and then I stopped because movies aren't real they're not reality I'm just staring at people acting why am I wasting my time doing that you know maybe I'm just crazy okay I have notes of what I want to talk about during this so if you want to listen, you can suck a duck. Suck a duck. No, actually, I want you to listen. So as a child, I was very sad. I was a boy as a child. And uh, in high school, I didn't have a lot of friends and shit. If you listen to previous podcasts, I've probably gone through these stories. But this is a new podcast, new stories. And I used to do DXM to get high like towards my senior year. Uh, I'd never really done drugs before that, and DXM is the drug in, like, Robitussin. It's dextromethorphan is how I pronounce it. It makes you trip. The kids call it robo-tripping. And I was just, I remember I was reading about drugs online, and, uh, I found this one, and I decided to try it. And then you'd be like, people were like, why don't you just smoke weed? I'm like, I don't have any friends. I have no one to get weed from. So I started doing that. And I remember the first time I did it, it really fucked me up. It made my head feel super heavy. Like I was like uh, like one of those birds that like leans into the water and gets the water and gets up. Like I felt like that bird. Like my head was just like, boo-doo, boo-doo. Like I was blowing a giant. Uh, like I was blowing a giant is a pretty good title. Let me write that down. Like I was... The whole time before this, I thought I'd name this episode I Say the N-Word because I thought that would be clickbait. But then I'm like, am I going to play that? I'm going to save that for a later episode. That's, that's, I don't even want to, I'm going off track here. I think about stuff. Anyhow, it was like I was blowing a giant, and the giant's cock was very good. I'm fucking gay. Anyhow, uh, I remember I went to go talk to my sister, and I was just like, hey. And she was like downstairs on the computer, like fucking Googling raptors or something. <laughs> like birds of prey. That's the raptors I meant. You can call birds of prey raptors, right? It doesn't matter. I don't even know why I'm Googling this. Anyhow, raptors, bird of prey, and, like, I was all fucked up. And I was just talking to her for a minute, and I left, and I was all sweaty. And I was just like, (coughs) yeah, raptors, birds of prey. 
Uh, and I don't know if she knew shit. And I remember I was trying to write a screenplay, and I was like, maybe I'll take this and I'll write the most magical drug-induced screenplay. And all I wrote was like, I am on DXM. This is weird. Thank you. And that's, <laughs> that's all I wrote. Oh, man, I got to blow my nose. Blow my nose, break. <laughs> some people would edit that out, but some people are dead, so I don't trust them. I think this is just reality. This is just reality. I'm just a little bit sick. I, I took all my medicine. So for a little bit when I was, I was only sad, I was just coming home from school, taking DXM, getting fucked up, going to school the next day. Because, like, I used to be really addicted to this game called Final Fantasy XI, and I'd play that online a lot. For, like, two years of my life, I had no friends. I just played that shit. I remember there was, like, two people in the game that were dating that I was friends with, and they broke up. And uh, one of them decided to quit. The, the gal did. I remember she was just giving away all her money in the game. She just gave me a bunch of money because she was quitting. I think what she was doing was moving to a different server so she didn't have to be around him. <laughs> so stupid. And she gave me a bunch of money. Uh, yeah, that fucking game. Played that for two years. No, Don't play MMORPGs. I mean... I guess if you're essentially happy and fulfilled, you can do it. But if you want to do stuff for your life, they're a big waste of fucking time. And it's like shoving a screwdriver into your ear and gradually killing yourself with screw driving. Metaphors are my strong point. Um, I think more... I'm trying to add more ums. Like people say when you're saying stuff, you shouldn't say um or ah. Uh, but I disagree. I think you should just add as many as you want. Because this is America. Don't catch me slipping up. Don't catch me slipping up. Don't slip in the catch-up. Oh, my phone just did. I wonder what I'm getting. Am I getting texts? Who texted me? Oh, THX. A little thanksy thanks. See, I got friends that message me nowadays. They say, they say thanks when I do things for them. These fucking guys. Uh, DXM, I was taking it. I was getting fucked up. And there was one night in particular. I do a joke about it, but... Try to be more candid here. Um, where I decided to take as much as I thought I could, and I bought like a 24-pack of Corsetin Coffin Cold. So that was like, each one of those has 30 milligrams of dextromethaphrine, and then I took two family uh, size Robotussin bottles, and I think it was something like 720 or 750 milligrams of dextromethaphrine. You're only supposed to take 30 milligrams every 24 hours, according to the fucking thing, but I took that much. And I, and I went to, like, my parents were away, and I went to bed early. And I remember it was, like, 9 o'clock, and my parents got back from wherever they were, and they saw that I was in bed. They're like, you're in bed early. And I'm like, yeah, fucking whatever. And uh, and then, like, cut to a little later, like 11 or 12. I was just lying in bed listening to music, to, waiting for it to kick in, because it takes a little bit to kick in. Like, I had to take a shit. And, like, I swear when, like, I was, like, real fucked up at that point. I had not realized it. I just kind of closed my eyes listening to music. And I sweat, sat up. And I swear I could see the back of my neck and, like, the back of my shins and shit, like, when I sat up. And I felt, like, in a whole different world. And I was walking down the stairs. And I was just, like, watching myself walk down the stairs. And then, like, I got to the bathroom. And the joke I do is, like, I watch myself shit. But, like, it was kind of, like... I was like out of it. I wasn't really watching myself shit. I was kind of seeing myself, kind of like whatever. I just felt really drugged and fucked up. And then I went back to bed and the next day I was fine. 
I think, though, I mean, they say doing it a bunch puts holes in your brain. So if we're going back to the point of this podcast of me making fun of trauma, I could have given myself brain trauma nowadays, and now I'm fucking so dumb. Hmm? There was one time I was like, kind of like, it kind of, it did make me kind of spacey and whatever, where like I was like, uh, like hung over from it. And I used to go and like rent movies from a Hollywood video all the time. And one time I was like pulling out of the Hollywood video and there was a car and I just turning left and I was turning left. So it was like turning in and I was trying to get in front of it. And what I did was I just drove into it, which is fun. And uh, no one was hurt. And I remember when they got out, when the people got out, it was like a dad and his son. The dad's like, well, this is now your side of the car because I guess the sister had banged up the other side. And then there was like a, a, a Honeydew Donuts, which is like a coffee place near me. And there was like all these like biker type dudes that came over and they're like, oh, I can give the police report that I saw him driving you. Da, da, da. I'm like, shut the fuck up. All right. And then like we talked to the police. The car was fine. And then I was found at fault and shit, and my insurance went up, and that was fucking dumb. And, yeah, <coughs> that was the whole thing. Don't listen to that. That noise I just made, you didn't hear it. It was not a good nose. Nose. Notice how I say nose. My phone keeps going off as I'm trying to record this wonderful audio for you. And, frankly, it's the best. But that was one thing I did. And I've been in since more car accidents and shit. An old pair once drove into me, and she was all foreign. She was like, I don't know how to do anything with myself. And I was like, what are you fucking, what? Ho, to, to. And then we wrote down the info, and she was like, ho, to, 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 to. I fucking, I was, I, I was going nowhere with that. I'm just looking at birds of prey. So DXM, there was one time I was taking it at a friend's house. Uh, we were they were having a poker night, and I decided to get fucked up on it. And we were just playing poker, playing po- playing poker. I hadn't done it for a little bit, and then it suddenly kicked in. And it, because I hadn't done it a little bit, it made me throw up. So I go to the bathroom and throw up, and I did, and I was fine after. And then I was this was like my friend Chris, who was a childhood friend, who I mentioned in the last one. I'm pretty sure, and. When I was going back downstairs to go continue playing poker, I like stopped talking to his mom and I was like completely fucked up because right when I threw up, it hit me. And like, I don't even remember what I said. I was just fucking like, oh, things going well. I'm just fucking sick. I don't know if she knew I was on drugs, but she might have. Uh, I used to think she was so hot. I used to like beat off to her, like, like me just sitting in the living room and her just coming in. With like her, like she came out of the shower with her towel wrapped around and just opening up, and she just starts sucking me off. So man, I used to think, oh, fucking, what was her name? Christina? Was it or Christine? Because like I remember when he got his pool, and like I saw her in her bathing suit, I was like, oh shit, your mom is so hot. I was always into older chicks, and my this kid's mom was so hot to me. Still fuck her to this day. I don't know what she looks like now. But she probably looks crisp and golden. So anyhow, I went back downstairs to play poker. And uh, yeah, I did, someone had to help me play. And I just fucking lost all my money. And that was that. And then I drove home that night. Somebody followed me. Yeah. So this is a short period of time. And when I was sad. And I was taking DXM because it was fun. 
And that was a fun time in my life, you know? Never took it since. In terms of my drug history, this is all alleged. Taking that, smoked weed, obviously, alcohol, cocaine, and mushrooms. I took mushrooms last year, and that was interesting. It really didn't, it wasn't really like a an event that really did anything, like changed my mind or anything. I sort of just thought my same thoughts. It was just kind of amplified, and I was with a gal, and we had sex. And if you ever have sex and mushrooms, you just can't finish. You know what I mean? You just keep going, and it feels good, but you're like, you're never going to finish. And I remember I kept trying to go to certain places in my mind to, like, figure out shit. And the chick I was with, like, kept bringing me back, making it sexual. And then I saw her for the first time get really like emotional and cry and I never seen that and that was really hurting because like I think she was coming to conclusions about how life is hard and it was weird it would just go through emotions of like happy and sad and fucking all over the place and we ate the mushrooms off of vegan pizza because I was going cheeseless for a little bit I keep going in and out of cheese cheese is delicious but I feel like it's bad for you and uh, I ate a lot and like it made me high as shit which was fun but it made me super paranoid like I remember like like this is I had roommates at the time and I had two roommates and this is like whatever midnight one o'clock and I was just naked just standing in the kitchen like looking at the gal I was with and I was like do you think anyone's gonna walk out and I would just do that shit just be naked and then I was getting paranoid that she didn't take the mushrooms or whatever and I just had to go through little phases and that was a whole thing that was a whole fun thing to be a part of I used to I've always liked getting naked and just doing things like there was a time when I was younger and like I was home alone it was just me and I just got naked and just went out into the yard just walked around naked we had a pool I know I'm fucking rich and I would dive in the pool naked and I would just walk around all the rooms naked I've always been kind of a nudist there was a time in college where like our little dorm suite like no one was there one night and I just walked down the suite naked like hoping someone would catch me I just walked the suite naked went to the bathroom naked because like nudity is just whatever we're all naked under our clothing why does it fucking matter I got a little dick you want to see it rub it in your face visit mattmiller.com slash little dick face and you'll get it right in your face for everyone to have but yeah I think we need to be as a culture less fucking uptight about nudity and just accept it and I think we'll have less like sex crimes if it isn't so taboo to be naked, right? If we just accept that we're fucking all fucking naked and not fucking fuckheads fucking around sucking each other's toes until they fall off and we have toenails in our nose. I'm a genius. But yeah, being naked. Being naked's a whole thing. Something I've always enjoyed. I've done comedy naked. There's a naked show I used to do in Boston where I'd do comedy naked. And I remember I had like an old boss that like I'd, I'd interned for this company. And then uh, one of my bosses went to a show and he's like, I was like, oh shit, this is my boss. And he saw me perform naked. So that's fun. I always thought it'd be funny if I invited like my family. He's like, oh, come to my comedy show. And then it's just me naked. <laughs> I used to close on a bit. Uh, where I would talk about like sticking a cucumber in my ass while I try to come on my face. And then I'd kind of like act it out. I wouldn't stick a cucumber in my ass, but I'd like stick my legs up and like have my dick dangling over my face and like pretend to jerk off on my face. It, like that was the bit because it was so visual. And then <laughs> that would always kill. <laughs> and that's what I would do. 
as my closer in these naked shows because I don't really give a fuck. I live life how I live, and how I live is how I live my life. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, what else did I write down that I wanted to talk about? Is always a fun way to... So, Space Shuttle Columbia explosion. I believe that was 2005. Oh, man, I should have took better notes. Well, my dad had... He used to work for NASA, right? And he had experiments uh, on that shuttle, and that shuttle blew up, and all the astronauts died and blew up into tiny astronaut pieces. And that was 2003. Shit. And all my dad's experiments blew up, and we had, like, a plaque in the living room from them that was, like, signed by them. And I was like, okay... So, I'm trying to make fun of traumatic events, but what is funny about the Space Shuttle Columbia blowing up? There's not a lot funny about it, now that I think about it. Uh, Columbia, I used to work for for Columbia, the school, and that school's never blown up. Why can't the shuttle not blow up? These riffs right off the top. For some reason, I wrote this down, and I'm like... I got this. I could I could totally riff and make fun of the Space Shuttle Columbia, but I don't think I can. I got nothing. I got nothing right now. Hold that thought. Maybe a future episode I'll have tons of riffs about why it's funny that all these astronauts died. But right now, nothing. Nothing at all. So I'm a real drunk fuck at times. Well, when I was living at home... This is a complete change of subject. This is something kind of traumatic. So I was like, my parents would never pay attention to bad stuff happening. Well, my mom did, and my dad would just fall asleep. My mom is like a narcissist, psychopath. I've come to realize. I've mentioned this before. My dad's an enabler, right? Or at least that's what Reddit tells me. And she can never acknowledge bad stuff. And I used to like go out and try to meet chicks. I was always so nervous. And I would drink. I would just drive to this... Well, I'd arrive to the same bars. It was like three bars I would go. Well, I guess four. And I would get like shit-faced and drive home. And what I would do is I'd show up to the bar and I'd usually like, I would sometimes have a Gatorade bottle full of whiskey. And then I'd, I'd mix it with the Gatorade and I'd chug that or vodka or whatever. Or I'd have like a bottle of wine and I'd finish that in my car and then go into the club and then try to pick up a gal. And uh, that's how I've met some women. I mean, I've actually... In that phase of my life, I didn't meet a lot of women that. It wasn't until I was living on my own where it really started to work. But I would come home just fucking shit-faced. And there was a span of time where I was just leaving the keys in the door. And, uh, and my dad would get mad at me for leaving the keys in the door. And then I'd be like, whatever. But he'd never get mad about me being showing up drunk, even though I'm pretty sure sometimes... He would like open the door for me and let me in and notice I was fucked up, but they can never acknowledge that I was getting fucked up. Like one time it was like Father's Day or Mother's Day and I had bought a Father's Day's Mother Day card. It was in my car and I guess when I came home drunk, I was trying to bring it home and I had dropped it on the lawn and my dad found it and I was like, oh, you found your Father's Day card. I meant to drop it on the lawn, but it was just because I was fucked up. So yeah, I was driving. I mean, this is all alleged. Driving home drunk a lot. And I was going to talk about the, the DUI. I guess I'll just talk about it now. I'll talk about it now. Um, so there was one day I was feeling particularly lonely and shitty. I was not feeling good. And I did get uh, a DUI. I'm confusing two, two different 
aspect. But no, this was a day I went to go see Dave Attell, my favorite comedian, and I was supposed to go with my friend, like my best friend. Like I still love him; he's a great guy. But like I knew he was gonna forget about it, and then he's like, "Oh, I meant it was like a Saturday," and he's like, "Oh, I was supposed to spend this day with my wife," and I'm like, "Wow, we were supposed to hang out. I knew you were gonna fucking forget about this." Everyone I know, I always have to tell twice about what we're doing. I just want people to fucking whatever. So then, like, he had to bring his wife along and buy her an additional seat at the theater. And the whole time, he's, like, texting her during the whole show to see if she's all right. And I'm like, can't we just fucking be here and whatever? So that pissed me off. And I was feeling, like, sad that day. And then, like, I just drove to a bar I've gone to a million times. And, like, I filled, like, a McDonald's cup full of, full of whiskey and Coke and I chugged that. I got real fucked up. Went into the bar. I don't know what happened. I went out, and I guess I called my f- my friend Nicholas. I call him like a million times. Like my phone had like eight, ten missed calls to him. And then I drove my car like super fucked up. And it's unfortunate for that bar because that was where I had. And it wasn't even where I had my last drink. It was just the last place I was at, and I just happened to show up fucked up. And I'm pretty good at hiding my drunkenness. Anyhow, so the bar was like two miles from where I lived, and I guess I was trying to run a red with an Uber in front of me, and I, so like, I'll say, let me do the joke, I have a joke about this, it's just like, the thing that I talk about with DUIs is how fun they are, right, it's like a taboo thing to say, but DUIs are so fun, right, no one ever talks about how exhilarating it is to drive your car into a car containing four people, (laughs) yeah, oh man, I was gonna burp again, God, don't worry, I didn't drink anything today. Just Rockstar and water and my own cum. The three main aspects of my diet. And I hit this car. It wasn't Uber, and I think there was only two. Was there three people in it? I can't even remember at this point. This is all alleged. Everything I say is alleged. And I guess two people went on ambulances. They were fine. They never showed up. Like I had. A, there was a future hearing where... If they showed up, I'd have to do whatever, but they didn't show up, so they were fine. And I remember arguing with the Uber driver about, like, everything's fine, don't call the cops. And he's like, you fucked up the entire back of my car. And, like, the police report said that, like, when the police reported the scene, I had told them I only had six drinks that night was, like, the first thing to come out of my mouth, which is still, like, way too many. And, like, I was trying to tell my police that I could drive my car home, even though, like, the front of my car was completely fucked up. Both of my front tires were blown out. It was all squished in. And this is on a Saturday before Mother's Day. Yeah, so my car to get towed. I spent the night in prison. Oh, man, I was so fucked up. Like, I was still fucked up when they were, like, fingerprinting me. And, like, I was just, like, laughing. And I, I wish I could see my mugshot. I just don't know where to go. And then the next day, the bail was $40, and I had no cash in my pocket, and like, we don't take any cards, and then, then there was this other guy that stayed overnight, and I'm pretty sure also for a DUI, who, he was a drug dealer, like, because all he had on him was two wads of cash and two cell phones, and then he just paid my bail, and he says, when we see you at the courthouse, just pay me back, and that's what I did. <laughs> like, I was sitting with my attorney, because I, I got an attorney, because I didn't know what to do, even though it was standard procedure, I just don't know this shit. And, like, he was walking by, and I paid him back. And she's like, I'd never seen that happen in my, whatever, 10 years of doing this shit. Somebody have to pay someone back for bailing you out at the courthouse. And I'm like, well, this is the time. He was a good dude. He sold drugs. But, you know, yes, people need drugs. Anyhow, 
Yeah, and I remember I had to call my insurance, and I told them I got in an accident, and I think the car was fine because I had no idea what happened with the car or whatever on the phone. And then I had to go to the uh, uh, check out the car at the impound, and I was like, oh, would I be able to like take it? Or like, and they're like, yeah, this car's pretty fucked up. And then I saw the car, and it was pretty fucked up. Like, I wasn't even sure of the condition. They're like, yeah, you're not going to be able to drive this. So I had to, like, remove all the stuff from the car. And, yeah. That was a whole fucked up experience. The attorney cost $2,500. And my effort, well, uh, and my aforementioned friend paid for it. And I'm still paying him back. And I can never thank him enough. I don't know why I got an attorney. Because I wanted to, like go back to work as soon as possible. I didn't want to have to go through, like, have that court date and then have another court date three months later. I wanted to settle it on the day of, and I didn't know how to do that. And then I just did. I just pled I, I pled guilty, so I just have a misdemeanor on my record. And I regret doing it, and it was an awful thing to do, but it made me, like, I then got fired from my job, and I had no car, but I was collecting unemployment, and my insurance paid me off for the car. And then I was on probation and I had to go see a probation officer. And that was a whole nother thing. Like he wouldn't answer my phone calls when I questioned him. He was like running for like a position in the government. And like he was a whole guy. But I got off probation early and I was able to move to New York City to pursue comedy where I didn't need a car. And I found a new job here. So things kind of worked out. Still paying for it monetarily, and I'm glad no one was hurt, and no one should drink and drive. Uh, did I make fun of that event at all? I'm trying to. I have jokes about it. Uh, at the time, I was with a, uh, it's going to sound mean, a, a rather obese woman. Uh, she was great. She would drive me. She, she drove me around when I needed it. She fed me, and she was very kind. And I appreciate everything she offered me during the time of when I got said a DUI. So I'm a criminal is what I'm saying. I'm a criminal. And then like the ads for the DUI are like, like there used to be this ad that ran this like, oh, you get a DUI, you lose all your money, you know, you lose your car and then your girlfriend doesn't want to be with you. But I found during that time, like I, I was with so many new women a lot of them were attractive too. I mean, so many, I'm going to say, I think it was like five or six in the span of a few months after getting it. And the DUI did not prevent that from happening. It actually made it easier because I was unemployed so I could pursue easier. And like, I think it made me sort of seem like a badass, you know? <laughs> so no, getting a DUI doesn't affect your net. It, it cannot affect your life that negatively. We can Oh, man, I should talk about the class I had to take. I had to take an alcohol class. I'm going to note this down. Alcohol class for future. Because it was just like a whole bunch of random people that were there. And uh, that was fun. But we're at 31 minutes. Uh, so I think I'm done. Uh, talk about in future is what I'm more... Future the Rapper. I'm done with this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed this and you got some laughs. Maybe it wasn't as laugh-filled. I'm a little sick. But, you know, I'm always a little sick. I'm fucking sick as fuck. But, uh, again, I'm Matt Miller. This is Militant Affection. Uh, at Matt Miller Real and all the social media. YouTube.com slash Matt Miller Comedy. And 
thanks for listening. Bye. Militant affection.